Well, guys, welcome back to the Corridor Cast. Uh, Nico has some amazing technology where it only captures his voice, nothing else. Um, you and- can't tell right now, but there's actually a metal band in my backyard that's practicing. Yeah. <laughs> in was practicing in his backyard. Um, what a what a reference, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, they got me through law school. Wow. Um, I'm impressed. Back today, guys, we've got Nico Perringer. Hello. We've got Christian Bergerstrom. Greetings. And we've got Ren Weichman. There he is. That googly-eyed guy right there. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, guys, I'm sorry I missed uh, the last podcast because that topic was co- of conversation was right up my alley. <laughs> You're all about moral paradoxes? Um, I mean, just that that sort of like existential stuff i i really enjoy so um you know. all right jake then just the just the one word yes or no answer would you kill baby hitler no that's what we yep. came to also that's what we all ended up coming to oh, that's my ultimate answer um, there's there's actually a good response in the comments where they said it's not your job to make that call um by you taking upon that moral dilemma you are creating an immoral situation same question of if there's garbage in the street and you pick it up is it now your garbage and the answer is yes yes it yeah. is yeah. yeah if you put it back <laughs> on the ground that's to- just as much your fault dude i caught jan on camera doing that and he picked up trash he's like is this now mine and i was like i think it is and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> yep um wow speaking of trash on the street oh i think there's street trash on hunter street <laughs> In there the is form. street trash on Hunter Street. Not, not in the form of debris, in the form of punk humans who have gone down there to tag to make their to make their presence known to the world. Um, so first and foremost, uh, Nate, we were we were talking about some things before this podcast started. Nico said, "Hey, they've been tagging more down here, mm-hmm. and, not just tagging, um, but vandalizing and vandalizing too." Now, before we even get into that topic quick roundabout who here at any point in their life has vandalized or tagged something well define vandalism because i've never tagged anything with spray paint yeah, i think my my most probably best example is putting like a sticker on a public thing probably but that's probably the furthest i've gone so technically that's vandalism yeah, totally that's, that's low-key but um really ren you're you're a no I mean, I think I've like peed on a building before, but like, does that count? Uh, that was probably in college for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Nico? No, it was, yeah, it was last Tuesday. I never vandalized anything. Really? No. Christian? No, no, I mean, yeah, maybe I've- Wait, 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 wait. Like a public power. Nico, I know a time. Maybe <laughs> a sticker on it, but that's probably my extent. There was that one guy. He moved into Hunter Street. Oh yeah, like eight years ago, he was okay. That's very not aggressive. Like, that's like revenge, though. That's not really vandalism. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I mean, technically vandalism, <laughs> but it's not really. Christian asked what happened. And this is a podcast. I'm obligated to tell a story. Yes. Let me take my gum out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> all right. Gum, not gun. Um, all right. <laughs> Guys, the audio only people. The audio only. He's got a gun in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, so this dude moved in and like 
super, super aggressive, like probably some disorder or something like that. I don't know. I mean, at a certain point you can quantify anything as like a mental disorder, but he was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> through and through. So whatever, I don't know, you know, kind of you want to put though. on that. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he was he was nuts yeah nuts. yeah very nuts, nuts not in like the you need to go to the hospital i mean maybe yeah you need to go to the hospital but also nuts isn't like he was just really mean yeah. um like numerous things like so we I remember we were doing uh the light warfare video for freddy's channel um and Throw he comes back. zooming yeah wait this is so this is how far back it was and he comes zooming down the street at like 60 miles an hour and this is like a dead end warehouse street and we're all in the middle of the street. He doesn't slow down. He just swerves around us, almost runs over all the camera gear. And we're like, this guy's nuts. And there's another time when like he was out in the street, like on his cell phone, on his Bluetooth, like yelling into it. And Sam's looking out the window at him. And he looks at Sam and like, what? And Sam's like, I can look at you. He's like, you want to fight? And Sam's like, come up here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time when he was walking up into the building and uh, one of Steve's uh, like handymen was working. And the guy called him a wetback um you know and other racial slurs um there's one of the craziest stories was uh so des was a guy who used to live in the building and des uh turns a corner from santa fe onto hunter so he turns onto the street and this guy he's at that corner waiting to turn out of the street he makes eye contact with des he throws his car in reverse and he proceeds to drive with Dez, holding eye contact, not looking where he's going, all driving backwards, just glaring at Dez. So imagine, you know, you're driving down the street and another dude's <laughs> out the side driving backwards, staring at you. Like, it's so reckless. I mean, he could easily kill somebody. So anyways, of course, he, in, in my theory, based on the damage to his car, he rear-ends a semi-truck. If, you're, if you rear-end a semi-truck, you're an idiot. <laughs> Those, yeah. yeah. It's like hitting a school bus. Down. They're yeah. big and they're bright yellow. If you hit it, it's your fault. You're an idiot. Backing so, up into a barn. Yeah. <laughs> so he parks his car in front of Joel's loading dock doors. So Joel owned the Poodle Parlor, which is a film uh, location at the end of the street. And he runs it as a business. And so he needs those loading dock doors to load film trucks in and out. So the guy parks his bunk car with the damaged front in front of one of Joel's doors and doesn't move it. And by this point, we've had all, all these issues with the guy. Like, all these conflicts have happened. He's an asshole. Like, we're telling Che, who's the guy who's subletting to him, like, this guy's got to go. And Che, of course, doesn't do anything. Um, so Joel comes to us, and he goes, look, the guy's car is parking for my door. You guys want to help me out? You guys want to, you know, <laughs> tell him to move it? Because I've told him to move it, and he's not moving it. And they're like, we'll help you out. So... <laughs> So we had heard about something called Ninja Rocks, which are basically the ceramic of a spark plug. So, you know, the, the hardness scale, like, for example, the only thing that can scratch a diamond is another diamond. Um, well, tempered glass is very, very hard, but tempered glass is also under internal pressure because of how it's made. And so if you scratch tempered glass, if you manage to disrupt the molecular structure of tempered glass, tempered glass explodes, just like uh, those Rupert drops or whatever yeah, they are. Those little Rupert like, drop, yeah. Yep. So it's, tempered glass is basically the same thing. So uh, a ninja rock, basically you get a spark plug and it's that ceramic on a spark plug and you can, uh, you can break it up into little pieces and it's just ceramic, you know, it's, you know, crunch it with a brick or something like that and you get little chunks. Anyways, you just lob one of those at tempered glass and it, it'll cause the tempered glass to explode. So this is what we had heard. <laughs> and then we went and proceeded to do experiments. <laughs> and uh, he used to say when we were done, that car had no more windows. 
Yeah. I remember that. I remember you guys telling me about that, like right after it happened. I remember coming down to Hunter and seeing that guy a few times and, and like same thing happening, like having him walk by me with like these just aggro malicious looks and, yeah. and everything. Um, I wonder what happened to him. I wonder if he's in jail or something. Cause <laughs> I don't know. How, man. how long can you go around like that before before somebody kills you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You meet the wrong person. You, you're angry to the wrong person. You you do something uh, to somebody else. And then, you know, you, you get caught for it, obviously. Like, there's, yeah. There's only so many. And like, this isn't just like walking around, like swearing once in a while. This is like aggressively like assaulting people. Yeah, this is like, this is crossing the line. This is all. Yeah, yeah, this is like I just want to be, to be clear. This guy's not just like you know shouting fuck once in a while. Like he is no. assaulting people. He is putting people's lives in danger on the regular. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, was... Hopefully, the windows breaking on his car is a wake up lesson. But we'll see. I mean, who knows? I haven't heard of the heard from the guy. Obviously, I'd have no interest in ever hearing from the guy. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talked to him yesterday. Today. Called me up. We caught yeah. up. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll go ahead and qualify that as as uh, reduced vandalism, punishment. Uh, yeah, he was punished. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna uh, okay, well, this sure like, makes me feel like the odd man out here because <laughs> I, I've certainly vandalized and tagged things in my day. Um, not that it was a good idea. Not that I even thought it was a good idea at the time, but the motivation for doing it was i think just such that uh you're like well i I don't know how rebellious you guys were as teenagers not very okay so i think that's that's maybe what it comes down to i was (laughs) i I was very stick it to the man uh when i was a teen and of course uh, you were (laughs) i I just wanted to have fun that was me i don't know if that's like I didn't necessarily do it for fun. I mean, we did it for fun too, but we never did anything serious. We never like burned down a building or something, but like, um, you know, there was a time there was this, they, they built this bridge and it was in that fresh concrete and we, and we tagged it, but we didn't take this. We didn't tag the side facing the road because we didn't like actually want people to see it. We just wanted to spray paint a wall. Um, you know, did that, uh, that's so much different than like somebody's brand new shop front and then going through the spray paint can just oh, yeah. across all right. the windows. Yeah. We never did anything like that. I mean that, yeah. That's that just- kind of stuff's happening all over the place around Hunter and on Hunter. I saw that one guy uh, spray painting a swastika on the buildings across the street from us <laughs> one time. And then like the next day at the news, yeah, just uh, a truck showed up people. and the woman reporter was like really kind of pissed at us because we were not being uh, helpful. Yeah, remember she was like, do you think there's a lot of like, you know, anti-Semitism and like Nazism happening and growing, you know, in the dark corners of the neighborhood? I'm like, no, it's clearly just some dude trying to like get people to be pissed off like you. And she's like, mm, you're not giving me the sound bite I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she also asked if I was drunk too. Because she, she asked me like, well, what do you look like? I was like, I don't remember. She's like, you don't? Were you drunk? And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I was yeah. like flying by him on my one wheel to go to my car. It was at like 9 p.m. at night. And I didn't even remember. I just remember him uh, turning around me like, hey, what's up? 
like, oh, that's weird. Why are you saying hello? I didn't think about it until the next day when uh, the guy was uh, like, hey, we have you on camera, like talking with him. What did you say? What did he say? And I was like, what are you talking about? What guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of me thinks he's just doing it to get people to finally paint over the graffiti. <laughs> so the city is supposed to paint over graffiti, you know, and keep it from getting, you know, from spreading. Guys, we've got a great solution to all the graffiti in LA. We're going to go around with red spray paint. We're going to tag swastikas over all of it. That way people will actually cover it up with paint. I have been tempted to do that, by the way. Except I was also going to, I was thinking about just doing giant like dicks and everything. Just like, look, I'm tired of this graffiti sitting here. Take care of your buildings, guys. <laughs> I think even in irony, it's a very bad idea to ever make a swastika. That's tag. why I was going to do big penises. Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. Okay, and they so would like, I'd have like comment bubbles. Like they'd be talking about the graffiti. <laughs> Let's talk about the motivations here a little bit. You're young, you're assuming you're a young person, right? You're not really out there tagging at in your mid thirties. At least if you are, you're doing it, you're doing it either as a professional street artist or you need to reevaluate your life decisions. Uh, so let's assume you're, you're a young person mm -hmm. there. You're, you're going to tag, you're going to tag the, the lighting building on Hunter street. Why? Lighting quick, wheel? quick, quick roundabout. Ren, why would you take has that? the answer to this one? Screaming? So, well, I actually caught somebody taking that building. Actually, he wasn't taking it. He was doing a calligraphy art piece on the door. Um, and he's like, look, if they don't like it, they can paint it over. But I just want to make something beautiful here. And, like, I like that kind of stuff, you know, like the random acts of art thing. I mean, that's what we talked about in our graffiti graders video. But it's the people that go around and just like slap their name up on shit that clearly like people don't want them to. Like somebody takes some nice time finishing a building and somebody goes and scratches their name in the window. It's like, fuck you, man. Like Abe's. Actually, I shouldn't mention his name. There's a guy though. Mm -hmm. He yeah. everything downtown. What'd you call yeah. him? That's his tag name. AIDS? Yeah. With a Z. Yeah. Okay. Now, but now that we mentioned him, we gave him we gave him that notoriety he's been looking for. The screaming yeah. into the voids working for him. What can you do? <laughs> okay, so there you go. Christian's hitting it on the head. Are they just screaming into the void? Or Well, I mean, yes, but I feel like definitely part of this too is that you know the area is becoming more expensive, it's becoming gentrified, businesses are moving in, and there's generally an attitude of, hey, get out of here, this is my place. You guys are ruining it right yeah the fuck the man yeah. that's that's the mentality yeah like what, what do you think Ryan? i mean i don't know i just because you're not you're not you're not shoving it to the man or whatever you're you're inconveniencing but you think you are because you're an ignorant young person you're like you're, you're say you're 17 years old you're 16 years old you go out with your buddy you're, you're, you're drawing all day at school and you hate school because it doesn't teach you anything about tagging. So then you, <laughs> you know, so then you go and you, you, you tag because you're like, hey, well, they have a business. I don't have a business. They're the man. I'm not, you know, because you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're further down on the, on the societal totem pole. And so yeah. anybody that's like not, you know, you and your friends and the music that you listen to and whatever other cultural influences you take on as part of your personality are all, you reject it all. I don't know. I guess part of me is like, it's hard for me to relate to that because I just like, 
never did that and I don't really have any desire to do that. But the other, the other part of me gets it. Like, I'm like, it's, it's, I mean, there are far worse things they could be doing to other people just to, you know, show it to the man or whatever. Like, like you're sure you're going to paint yeah. on something. You're inconveniencing a private person who has to go and now paint it up because the government's not going to do it. And I, I don't know. It's, it just seems silly, all of it to me. It so is it's certainly a lack of empathy. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's just like the, but, the you lack know, of caring for others in that kind of way. It's just like, why? If society's not doing anything for me slash has failed me, then why should I care about society? You know? It's kind of the general consensus I get from right. it. Yeah. But the, yeah, so that's, so, you know, that, that's when you get into the particulars of like who it is. And then it's like, well, has society really failed you or do you just feel that way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's also some gang stuff that goes on in and around Hunter Street every now and then. <laughs> that guy who dropped by today. <laughs> oh. The guy dropped by today? You were there, weren't you? No, no, Nico. We were no. waiting on Nico. That's why we were locked out. Oh, okay, yeah. So getting into the studio was a whole problem today because – uh, the, our electronic locks died, so we had to wait for Nico to show up to open it with his one lock. So, like, I got two calls of, "Hey, can you just throw the keys down?" <laughs> I don't live there anymore. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> what do we do, I like, guys? I was like, "Oh shoot, that's a real problem we have now. We should probably make copies of those keys now." It's always Nico. Whenever, whenever all else failed. Yeah. So it, it means it's, Spencer. It's uh, Sam, Nick. Uh, Christian and myself, we're all just chilling out in front of the studio, um, acceptably socially distanced, of course. Uh, and this guy rolls up in a in a BMW, rolls his window down. His seat is like really like leaned back, and I forget what he says. He's like, "Hey," he goes, "Do you know where I can get 500 units?" And Sam goes, "What crack?" Like, he, we're goes, all like, he, he goes, "500 units," and he looks at Nick. He goes, "You know what I'm talking about?" And, <laughs> and Nick's goes, like. And Sam goes, are we talking about drugs? What? And he goes, yeah, dude, I need some bud. I need 500 units. And then I'm like, oh, and then we were literally like, oh, there's a dispensary down the street. Like, go there. Like, Sam literally gave him directions. He goes, yeah, go right on Santa Fe, left on uh, Sacramento, and there's a big green Buddha place there. He goes, no, I'm looking for more like the bull. Like wholesale. He wanted wholesale. He wanted to become a dealer. It ended up just being a laugh because we're like, oh, yeah, dude, n- none of us are going to help you out with that. He was looking. He just rolled up and was just like, yo, you know where I can get 500 units? And Sam was just so like, what are you Well, because like we, we all, he was like, no, no. He's like making eye contact with each of us. And, and I'm just smiling at him going like, no, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Sam like literally like looks at him. He's like, are you talking about drugs? <laughs> yeah. He goes, are you talking about drugs? And he goes, yeah, dude, bud. Like, he's like, I don't know. Can we talk about guns or taxes? Like, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like apartment units? Like, you're looking yeah, for a 500 exactly. unit building? Yeah, Sam just started ripping on a bunch of different unit measurements. And was like, this is, you could have been talking about anything, man. This is why you always label your units, guys. I've never heard anyone <laughs> refer to weed that way, but perhaps he's talking about such large quantities that I don't know. That's what it was, yeah. He's talking about like wholesale or whatever. He wanted grams. He was using a different word instead of grams, I think. There are like uh, there's at least four grow ops on Hunter Street. Well, that's Still? what we also said. The same yeah. main joke was you could probably just walk up and down the street and start knocking on doors and you'll find somebody. Yeah. He was like, man, I was hoping to avoid that. I guess that's Which, what I'm gonna have to do. He pulls down actually, the street and parks. Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's actually like kind of. It's kind of concerning how many grow ops there are on Hunter Street because 
as shown by that butane explosion that happened in LA two days ago, yeah. it's grow-ups are not always the most, uh, they don't always follow OSHA regulations, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Guys. I'm kind of worried that there's going to be a fire on the street at some point because of shitty electrical wiring. And then, like, and there goes our studio. I mean, remember when we got the studio, how bad the electrical wiring was? Yeah, and there wasn't even a grow up. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was just uh, like, yeah, we just wanted to put our computers up. And we had to rewire, yeah. not even rewire, we had to add wire and do some rewiring to the whole building. You guys want to have another story time? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, probably about three, maybe four years ago, there was a power outage and all the lights went out in the studio and, you know, we give it like half an hour to an hour and like power outages happen, especially in that part of LA. Um, just cause the We've all since gotten backup batteries for every computer. <laughs> yes. Yep. They've yeah. come in handy so many times. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like hiccups in the power. Um, and part of it is just like, there's a lot of construction that was happening in that neighborhood. So, you know, you'd have to take the electrical down for a minute and like reroute things and that stuff would happen. But like, this is like a true power outage. Like it goes out and doesn't come back on for five, 10, 15, 30 minutes. And we're like, well, you guys want to play TTT? <laughs> we spent the rest of the day playing TTT with Nerf guns. It was a blast. We had a great time. Um, but what had happened, so, you know, across the street and down the street a little bit, some dudes had moved in. They were doing uh, extractions, basically, where you, um, you know, you make weed vape uh, stuff. And um, rather than paying their electrical bill, they decided they should just illegally tap into the electrical mains for the city so they don't have to pay the money to grow their weed. Um, and sure enough, they pull too much power and they blow the transformers and, and end up, you know, taking out power to the entire block. Yeah. And like, first off, that's such an asshole move. Like all the businesses now are without power because these assholes can't pay their electrical bill for their the stuff that they're making money off of, you know? It's like, right. you're going to screw over all these other businesses on the street because you guys are too selfish is to handle that. Is this a form of vandalism? And no, this is theater. Criminal negligence. That's criminal yeah. recklessness, or at least, at least criminal negligence. What's the difference yeah. between the recklessness and negligence? Recklessness is when um, you knew that it was wrong, but you did it anyways. And negligence is when everyone else in your same position would have known that it was wrong, but you're just not that smart and you didn't realize it. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, to me, this that is thievery, sense. is it not? Uh, well, there's thievery against the utility company. Yeah. And then there's recklessness and reckless endangerment. Um, and then obviously, if it causes a fire and you have arson or whatever that damage is, that property damage, because it's reckless, it rises to the level of being of guilt as if mm. you did it anyways. Mm. So that's not good for them. No, but needless to say that got the FBI involved and they uh, shut those guys down and they tracked the illegal wiring to another unit on the street and took all the plants out. They didn't no warrant by the way. Because, you know, if those guys can play dirty, the FBI plays dirty. <laughs> they just went in, cut the locks quietly, took all the plants out and left. <laughs> wow. And that was that. Um, but good for them. Cause screw those guys. But, uh, <laughs> the FBI just took their whole crop. Mm-hmm. Yep, and all their gear. They just took it. That was it. They're like, we're not going to charge you, but all that stuff is ours now. <laughs> um, to buy some influence.
Yeah. Welcome to the real world, guys. This is how law enforcement actually operates and they're yeah. not trying to tell you how it works in the newspaper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes. This is a game that they play. But, it, you know, and then so there, there's this fire in L.A. like two days ago. Um, there's an explosion downtown. So there's an a, you know, extraction company. And, and, of course, they don't have all their flammables stored in a safe so spot. Weed, weed extraction. Yeah, they see those like, for uh, Maybe it's for both. Like, um, what's it called? Uh, hash. They're, they're making e-juice. <laughs> I don't know, hash oil. Yeah, hash oil. Um, I don't know if it was just weed. Um, it might have been multiple. You know, it, just all. The, they, the moral of the story is there, it was some sort of like uh, burnable oil. Yeah. yeah. And they're using butane to extract it because you can, you know, you shoot butane through the uh, through the buds and then you collect the resin from, you know, that gathers from the butane, which dissolves it. Um, and of course, you know, they're not following any sort of regulations when they're doing it. A fire starts and all their butane isn't stored in a safe spot. And, you know, firefighters are trying to put it out. It all lights on fire. It blows up. 11 firefighters go to the hospital. All because these assholes are trying to be cheap. And, dude, that stuff just grinds my gears, man. It pisses me off. Yeah, especially when you're – well, so, yeah, no, it does. Um, the question that I wonder is, like, given the gray area of legality with a lot of this stuff, I wonder mm-hmm. if they're disinterested in – seeking uh is to establish like industry standards for fear of of um you know criminal criminal prosecution Mm. because you know like again the the entire marijuana industry is still playing the game of it's illegal federally but it might be legal in your state yeah so is that gray area causing people to be like, well, I mean, obviously you get a certain type of person who's going to work at, at a, at a weed facility, right? Like they're probably at least if, if Chinatown market has taught me anything and the surround <laughs> and the surrounding, not that Chinatown market's a weed manufacturer, but like they're those types of guys. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, chill 20 year olds <laughs> hip 20 year olds and they, they wear the they were like the tie-dyed overalls with one slinging off and then they cut them off at the ankles and they wear the dress shoes with the tall socks and like the stocking hat tilted to the side mm-hmm. you have like the long blonde hair that's not cut sticking up from under the, <laughs> under the walk up and down the street you know who i'm talking about yeah right um, yeah nothing wrong with that but that's that's the type of person that works there um so you got that type of person and then you also got this this whole thing where it's like well if if i'm a weed manufacturer and say i'm making hash oil or i'm making whatever juice or whatever and i stick my head too far up too high you know is the government gonna is the is the fbi gonna come in and are the atf gonna come in and chop it off or can i like reach out to my other you know, can I make a chain? Can I franchise? Because I, I feel that's like- a different type of game you play once you get to that level, you know? Right. That's where you got to go to your like- your, you to, But those are the types of people that are going to come up with regulations at the same time. Right. When, your head gets, when you stick your head up that high, that's where you need to be like doing campaign contributions and going to your city council meet and greets and your, you know, your dinners and like schmooze with the mayor and that kind of stuff. And it's no different than, you know, 
meeting with your agent and like schmoozing some producers at a dinner. It's the exact same thing, just it's a different right. industry. Right. But you gotta, be, you gotta be able to play the game. Yeah. So, okay. So the person, say, say there's somebody who's looking to franchise in the weed game and then they go and do that and they say they're doing all those things, but they're not, they're not paying attention to their factory operations. Mm -hmm. Somewhere somebody got, somebody got negligent at, at least. Oh Yeah. And then accidents don't happen because they're being responsible. <laughs> I've been thinking more and more about this. Uh, anytime someone gets injured, 99% of the time somebody gets injured, it's because you, it's because somebody who is either at fault or partially at fault for the accident itself wasn't paying attention mm -hmm. or they, they were paying attention, but they were doing something stupid. Like you're doing something, you're paying attention, but the circumstances in what you're doing it are are not good. And so yeah. that's 99%, I feel like. And then the other 1% is like, you know, mechanical failures and things that are out of human control. We've also heard the term, you know, risk mitigation. And, you know, a lot of people think like that means avoid risk. And that's not necessarily what risk mitigation means. You know, accidents and bad things happen, not because usually one thing goes wrong, because many different things have gone wrong um, and they yeah. shouldn't have, you know, it's like, let's say, let's say somebody dies because a, you know, heavy object falls off a shelf, hits them in the head and they die, you know, um, yeah. and they're working at a warehouse. It's like, well, risk mitigation, they should have been wearing their hard hat. It's like, yes, but there's actually a lot of things at play. You know, the thing that was put on the top shelf shouldn't have been put there. Shelves shouldn't have been that high. Shelves should have had the guards, you know, in place. The box should have had this kind of stuff in it. Uh, the person worked too late and they were tired. They shouldn't have been, you know, they should have had their break by then. Like there's a whole stack of things where at, at any point, you know, at any point had you followed regulation or, you know, the rules, it would have averted the crisis. You know, it's not yeah. one thing that happens. It's, it's a whole chain of things and you make it through each one of those making the shitty decision until you get to the end and then the accident happens. And that's always like stuck with me. One of those things have to go wrong for this guy to die. Is that yeah. a perfect segue into coronavirus or? Well, actually, before we go into that, <laughs> before we leave this whole, like, you know, the jungle that is Hunter Street now, yeah. I want to talk about when my car was broken into. Okay. So at the beginning of the pandemic, my car was broken into. And you know, this is the perfect time for me to screen share. Christian, will Ooh. you give me share abilities? You hide your sensitives. <laughs> You should be able to. I like how it thinks Christian's right. shirt. Uh, the background <laughs> behind Yoda is also getting filtered out. Yeah. <laughs> of his shirt. Just depending on. Every now and then, it's like Baby Yoda's looking at the at the sky. Are you able to share the screen? You should be able. Yep. To. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Um, I just got to be very descriptive time. for our audio listeners. I will. All right. So. This is Hunter Street. Um, Ooh, we got this the big camera truck. feed. Ooh, okay, guys, we got a full camera feed. So you see this big truck parked in the bottom left corner? Yeah. That's one part of the thievery gang that uh, hit the street and robbed my car. I'll jump forward a little bit here. So I spoke to the cops. I came and they, make it, they made a police report. I'm like, I have this footage. I'm like, cool, come and pick it up on your SD card. And I've called them twice. They've never come by. They have no interest. And that also pisses me off. Like, I have the dudes right here. Who did it? And you know what? Plate. I have their license plate numbers because my neighbor woke up from his dog barking and took down all their license plate numbers. I even typed one of them in into Google and the truck shows up. I have all the registration information. Of course, the person. What? Yeah. Either. You know, the, the information of the person is wait, private. Why have you not filed a detective's report? 
I did. They we live in the LA, to man. Have, they haven't gotten to get care. the evidence. They don't give a shit. Look at these oh. dudes. There they are. These are the assholes that robbed my car, man. Like these are their trucks. These are their vans. I want to say their license plate number online, but I have a thing against witch hunts, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but look at these guys just walking around. Stealing <sighs> shit with a cargo van. Yeah. It's a whole look operation. That, look at that guy. You could take that guy out real easy. One yeah. hit. Oh, Jesus. You can barely even walk. Man, and it's just like, and they got in this big argument for some reason. <laughs> like, apparently the operation on. wasn't going super smoothly. Yeah. None of them have masks on. They're just... None of them have masks on. Oh, and you can see, so if I go back one here, there's a shadow of my trunk on the right there. This is the dude in my car. He got into the trunk somehow. Oh, so he broke into your new car. Yep, and there he's got all the furry pads that had my trunk on top of my stroller. Thankfully, my one wheels weren't in the car. But he stole oh, our stroller, yeah. and he broke my freaking LCD screen on my dashboard. Like, out of all the things to break, like, the LCD screen, it's expensive. So you're telling, <laughs> Not even robbing it. You're telling me that you have the car. I have the cars? You have the, I have their the license plates? Their license plates, their registration numbers. Mm-hmm. And you've called the LAPD. This is, I'm, you've called the LAPD and told them that you have this information and that they've committed grand larceny yeah. and they literally haven't sent out a detective to do anything about this? Correct. Grand larceny is a felon. That's three to five years. Yeah, look at this dude. Oh, there he is no. grabbing all my shit right there in the right corner of the screen. And he's going to put it all in the stroller and off he goes. Dude, he, he stole my spike ball kit. He's just strolling down <laughs> oh, the street man, with your stroller. I've done that spike ball kit. There it is. There it is. There's a spike ball <laughs> kit right there. You see that, ye- that yellow circle with yeah. the S in it? He's Dude, literally I like just strolling down your street with your stroller. I know, man. Dude, it, you've had so much off. trouble with this car. How long have you had this car? Uh, I don't I haven't had any trouble. I had it for one year. This is the only issue I've had with it. Oh no, wait, no, except for the guys that print renegades that, also was, uh, yeah, slashing my tires because I parked in the parking spot. Can we talk about why that is? Why how could that possibly be? What, what what's part? that? How could how could that possibly be? How could you possibly have this much information, give it to the proper authority, and then have them not do anything? And then also, second question. What are what are you expected to do in light of that, dude? I don't know, man. I mean, part of it, like this is the beginning of the pandemic, so I'm sure the cops are a little bit, you know, preoccupied with other things. But it's probably because you know, preoccupied what? with finding people for trying to run their businesses, dude. It's because it's work, man. <laughs> it's because it's you got to sit there and you got to do work, and it doesn't just get done without you. And no one wants to do that shit. It's bureaucracy no one wants to do work. No one wants to do work. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got this report. I can go talk to the guy. I can get the video. I can write these reports. I can run the numbers. And then I'm going to have the guy's address. I'm going to make a warrant. Go out there, serve the warrant. Might have to deal with a confrontation. Or I could just not. <laughs> you know? Do you honestly, why, why, would you, why would you get into the profession of detective or police or law then yeah i mean that's supposed to be your job maybe they got bigger fish to fry they don't <laughs> look this whole game is riding riding pretty heavy fish fish right here. there's like twenty-five thousand law enforcement officers on the lapd 
Yeah. And this can't be this is a pretty big fish and you got all the information you need. This is a this is a this is a this is an open and shut, they call it. You get wow. these guys, you arrest them, you put up you have them do a plea deal, they serve they serve they serve a year and a month, and that's it. And it's lesson learned. Yeah. Dude, I have I literally have the license plate number for this pickup truck right here. I looked it up and its registration is current. I didn't even use a fake license plate. Like we could run it, we could get the dude's name and go to his house and we could we could ninja rock his windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say we should do that, but that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. You wanna hear about the time my car got stolen? Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop screen sharing. Wait, hold on. Let's just one last thing. These guys get into a fight right here. I was going to say, what's going on? Like there's about to be a confrontation. In that moment? Yeah. I guess this guy's just doing a shitty job of being on lookout or something like that. And like, they start yelling at each other and they're like... Yeah, because it looks like he's asking him to get out of the car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I find I'll take over driving the cargo van. Look at these bunch of wankers. They're on the street for so long. Just sitting here. Yeah, they are just out here exposed to whatever. So this is 2.30 yeah. in the morning, right? Yep. Mm. And then finally they get out of there. And that's the end of that. Oh, my God. Uh, Whoo! Son. All right. You want to hear the card, car story? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Tell us your story. Ryan. I've had a lot of stories in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back in college, I had this crappy old uh, car. It was a Mazda 626. I, uh, I loved that. it. It was amazing. Uh, but I, I was staying at my girlfriend's house for the night. And this was back when like, I didn't store anything of value in my car. So I never locked the doors. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a crappy car. No one's going to like, like there's nothing to, to steal. Like not a big deal in here. Uh, except for the fact that I, that mindset had a complete disconnect from the other mindset, which was I need to store a spare key in the glove compartment <laughs> of my car. A so, spare key to your house or to the car? To the car. <laughs> <laughs> in the glove compartment of an unlocked car dude bravo oh, like if yeah, you know, right. out you weren't gonna get Trust me it was two completely different like this is a brilliant thought this is also a brilliant thought together they are the worst thought uh so of course naturally one morning i woke up to go to to class that morning i had an eight o'clock class and my car is gone i was like that's weird that's really freaking weird it i it didn't clue in that like my car had been stolen um, I later found out that it had been stolen. No, like I. Wait, 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 wait. I filed wait. a police report because I very quickly figured out that it was probably stolen. What's up, Jake? How long between walking outside and seeing that your car was not where you parked it to realizing that it may have been stolen? I don't know, a couple months? Like. No, I'm playing. Oh, it was like maybe. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> but you, you so just for oh, two months, oh, you were just like, oh yeah, I don't know where my car's at. Minutes? Sure, it's fine. It's like, it was, I ended up showing up to class at the end of that class. It was, it was my calculus class. And I told the professor that I missed class because my car had been stolen. So, okay. so I, at max an hour later. Right. Um, okay. But so I, yeah, I filed a police report and I was really bummed about it. Cause it was like, you know, I was like 19 or so I was in like a sophomore in college. And, uh, it was like, you know, as a college student, if you have a car, that's like 
your biggest thing in life. Uh, and so now I had it gone. And so I was kind of really depressed <laughs> and a week and a half goes by and I get a, a call from the police saying that they found my car. And I couldn't believe it. Cause at this point I was starting to give up hope that it was ever going to get found again. So I immediately, uh, jumped in my friend's car and he drove me out to where, uh, they had found it. It was just on the side of the road. Uh, it, it was probably just some, some person, I don't want to say like a homeless person cause I just simply don't know, but, uh, they'd gotten into my open. They're like, Oh, Hey, look at this. The car's unlocked. Check that out. <laughs> Check the glove compartment. What's in, what's the value in here? Oh, it's a key. This looks like the car key. I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh snap. The car turned on. What a lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> this was like, you know, three or four in the morning whatever they uh, and it was a stick shift and one of my girlfriend's roommates at the time recalls waking up to hearing someone stalling their car like four or five times early in the morning so it was obviously some dude who didn't know how to like uh drive a stick shift car and they made it like you know like five ten miles away something like that okay so let's break this down it was a homeless person <laughs> looking for money to buy drugs and they went into your car and they found the key and they drove off with it for a joyride. <laughs> Something like that. But they did take everything that was in my car. So I had, uh, and this is what made me realize that my thought process of there's nothing of value in my car was so wrong because they took the entire center dash console. They ripped it out. They took like the radio and whatnot. Sell that for a few. Couple, get yeah. a couple bucks out of that. But the worst of it was and they also like took my cds they i had like this metallica cd that had just come out it was like death magnetic or something like that they had taken that cd i love that cd uh, <laughs> that's when you got pissed oh dude no no i had just gotten back from a trip up to seattle to visit my uh my aunt and she had homemade jam that she had made from berries she picked on her property her house uh i forget what kind of jam it was but he didn't take the jam. He ate half of it and left the other half. So wow. that's, that's, I'm like, well, I can't eat the rest of this now. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> I'm just picturing this homeless guy after just finishing going on a joyride, opening this jar. <laughs> and just like eating half a jar of jam and being like, I'm full, putting it in the driver or the passenger seat, getting out of the car and never returning. That's the most Portland story I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, this was in Portland, Oregon. I forgot to mention. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple, there's a couple, um, like, kids in Downey. Um, you know, they're, like, early 20s. They're not, usually they're not, like, I don't know. They're just, they're just looking for, for money and stuff, you know. They're just, they're just hood rats. And they come through and they, they check doors and they occasionally they steal people's cars like that. And yeah, it's not good. I do so have to always lock my car from then on. Yeah, Ren, my, I do have to ask one question though. What is the logic about, of keeping a spare key to the car in the glove compartment of the car? I honestly yeah. don't remember. Because I, the idea would be is you need that spare key if you get locked out. But if you're locked out, you're not getting into that glove. <laughs> no, the logic doesn't really make sense. I think I remember having a good reason for it. Because Maybe because you never locked your car door. It was because I never locked my car and I was worried about losing one. my keys. Yeah. And I wanted to have that key. That would be I didn't the have like a lockbox underneath the tailpipe. So, so like you that. put it in the glove compartment? Yes. The key to the, the car is just sitting in the glove. <laughs> 
Trust me, I know how dumb this was. I had my car stolen. It was a big wake-up call. <laughs> but you got the car. That's the same car you took down to LA, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> Little white Mazda? Yep. <laughs> wow. I eventually replaced the radio in it. Uh, I had it for many, many years until some uh, truck driver in LA was on his phone and rear-ended me and completely caved in the, bo- the back of my car. That was the very morning we shot the first day of Video Game Heroes versus superheroes when you dressed up as master chief i was like 30 minutes late for that shoot because i just been rear-ended yeah i remember that (laughs) wow what does it all mean guys what does all this mean i mean we're all living in a simulation well you know what's funny like you know i just i just moved this is my new office and i just was outside the other night and i was looking at the stars and i was thinking about how petty like the things that humans argue about is or or the things that we like are so important you know you got the guy who's angry all the time at hunter street and he's like causing near-death incidents with people because he's who knows what's going on you've got the guys who come down in the cargo van and they just literally start breaking windows and taking things out of people's cars. You got the kids who come by and tag. You got the guy who, who's looking for, you know, just whatever he can find that, that stumbles upon Ren's car. And then, you know, he's out somewhere in a field eating jam. <laughs> <laughs> no, not my jam. <laughs> it's That's just, my jam. It's so ridiculous when you think about it all. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my conclusion. I'm just glad I'm not living at Hunter Street anymore. It was getting really stressful. Wow. Dude, yeah. That's yeah. Good I mean, I, I love Hunter Street and I got stories for days, but like, dude, like I grew up down the street because they didn't want to put, spend the money uh, for air conditioners, put giant industrial fans on the <laughs> roof instead. They put like six of them in a row. And I woke up one morning and like, what's that noise? It sounds oh, like, my, like my microwave is on. I go in the kitchen, my microwave's not on. Hmm. Go in the front room, I still hear it. Are my neighbors vacuuming? And then the noise doesn't stop. And it goes on and on and on for the entire day. Into the, <laughs> night, into the next day and into the next night. And eventually I go up on the roof to figure out what it is. Like maybe there's construction happening or something like that. I don't know. And it's those fans and they're all cranked up to like maximum power. And it's literally just... Like a server farm. Yeah, like a sort but of it wasn't farm. just loud fans. They were resonating at the same frequency of the building. So the entire yeah. building was shaking from these yeah. fans. Because I also separately was like, what the hell is this? It was <laughs> driving me crazy because it, it, like, it, it was an annoying noise because it was the actual building emitting yeah. the noise. So I went yeah. up to the roof and I walked across all the other roofs uh, where we did like the Nerf drone fight with Jan. And all the way to the end there where it kind of starts sloping up and there's this big, huge, like, fan things. And that's when I realized, oh, it's these things making noise. Yeah. No regards for their neighbors. No regards for anybody else. They could just put, you know, a sound barrier up and it wouldn't have been an issue. Did they burn out? Didn't they burn out? Yeah. So thankfully, karma, you know, came and caught them. Um, Because when you are that much of an asshole, you know, noise is a form, uh, is a good way of knowing that energy is being dissipated through a system. And when your fans are making that much noise, it means there's a lot of energy going into the structure of your fan. <laughs> so sure enough, about five or six days later, like I'm 
I'm getting very close to like, I'm, you know, typing in like what corrodes aluminum so I can start like pouring it into this fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have to do it because some of the other sites be like a sound coming from those fans. Of course it's loud. I'm like, I can live with that. Assuming that it gets worse for the next day or so. Sure enough, the next day, silence. <laughs> so those fans burned themselves out. I think what actually happened, the fans are probably not supposed to be that loud. I think they wired them incorrectly. I'm sure, you know, it wasn't permitted or anything like that. And I think they overdrove the voltage into them. And the fans are uh, cranked way too high. Yeah, they probably, yeah, they probably just, or the motors are probably way over cranked. Yeah. They just, they burned out in a matter of days. Yeah. I do remember seeing guys up there working on them. Mm-hmm. The fans are still there now, but they're much quieter. Oh, they're just, they finally got it, the noise down. We yeah. should, we should hire somebody to just live at the studio and document everything that happens on that street. <laughs> really, that really study. That was me. Like, I mean, like, I had a camera. I documented it. I just showed you guys footage of my car getting robbed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what else do you want? <laughs> this is the result, Jake. <laughs> I mean, nothing. No, like, look, look. You, you, you've laid a great foundation, Nico. But what we need to do is we need to pay some some kid to go in there and like live there and like literally go to every building and shake hands with everybody and be like, "Hi, my name is you know Steve Jumper." And I live here and I'm, you know, I'm just, this is where I live. So I'm a, I'm a video creator. And then literally have that person like fall, create portfolios on every person and business activity on the street and then come up with like actually follow and track stories of what happens there. Yeah. I'm telling you there, there could be, some, there's, there's gold in them hills. Who wants to do it? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Needless to say, now I have sidewalks and trees and sweet old Armenian neighbors. <laughs> oh. I, this is my third night at this house. And oh, just wait till you it, have to apply for car insurance. You're going to have to pay more. Really? Why is that? Because Glendale is the highest, uh, most expensive uh, car insurance place. In oh, wow. <laughs> really? In the world. I don't know if it's the top, but it's definitely up there because there are two things a very high rate of accidents and a very high density of expensive cars. In Glendale, there are tons of uh, White BMW. Mercedes, yeah. uh, BMWs, Lexuses, a lot of expensive mm-hmm. cars, and they yes. love to get wrecked. They love, <laughs> they love uh, you get wrecked. What you're going to notice, if you haven't noticed it already, is how often you will see uh, someone in a BMW, Mercedes, Jaguar, or Audi who is – predominantly Persian <laughs> or, or Armenian. Armenian. Nothing against them, but this is just predominant. The most of them, most of the people that are racing down the streets of Glendale in those types of cars, <laughs> there is a more probable than not that they will be one of those types of individuals. <laughs> and often like looking like they just got out of the gym. <laughs> I, Dude, I, will say- to, I hate to like fuel like, stereotypes but oh they're fun Come honestly on. my experience with living in glendale for four years okay so yeah so not you know you know obviously goes without saying that there's plenty of exceptions to every stereotype um but it is kind of funny to think about because you know even family guy made a joke about it in that one <laughs> episode yeah <they're laughs> 
They make jokes about everything. But anyway, yeah. I will say when I was moving in, um, one of my neighbors met the guy. He's really nice. He lent, lent me his dolly, his hand dolly for moving furniture. Um, but they're having a graduation party. And it's one of those things was like, hmm, there's like 20 people at your house. And like half of them are old. Are you? you know what's going on right now right i mean i get it like if you if you're not super concerned you've been socially isolating but like there's a lot of old people at that party (laughs) so they're like they're like look we made it through a lot worse yeah you're right we're not worried about that it's like we like to gamble (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no glendale's awesome though i think you're gonna love it up there there's like there's a ton to do there's a ton of different types of people there's really good food uh, there's a ton of places to go out, um, and it's close to yeah. the studio. It's close yeah. to where you can hike. It's close to the valley. Um, so yeah, I think that's why a lot of people live there. Which is and also, you know, people are always going through there, which is probably why there's so many accidents. Because every time my <laughs> sister-in-law lives there, and every time we go up there, it's just the traffic is crazy. Yeah, I just I, I wish picture. there is some uh, public transit there, like train, like metro train. There's yeah, not, I don't know if there. Uh, yeah, there's not one up there. No, because remember how I like I my car had gotten wrecked, and so uh, I spent like six months just riding my one wheel to the studio every day. But this is before the XR that could do the, all the range, so I was having to go to the train and take the train to downtown Union Station and then ride the rest of the way. But it wasn't like metro; it was like Amtrak. You know, it was like. <laughs> Like you, you buy your ticket to the seat, you put your stuff in the overhead bin and you sit right. on the train. Yeah, the train, train. Yeah, train, yeah. not just the yeah. get on and get off. Whereas in Pasadena, where I live now, they actually have proper, like, you know, the gold line, the metro right. uh, that comes through. And that's awesome. It's easier, yeah. quicker. Whew. Well, guys, um, you know, I guess conclusions in the comments below, please. If you know the meaning of it all, <laughs> and you know why angsty teens draw uh, graffiti, and you know why um, you know people steal cars and, and slash people's tires and eat half a jar of jam. Eat half a jar of jam. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. And also, um, two podcasts ago, uh, this is a this is a worthy of report here. Two podcasts ago, we told you guys about uh, a little bit more about the details of our website. Ren, what is that? This is picture. That you? <laughs> you haven't changed a bit, my friend. <laughs> okay, so two podcasts ago, we told you guys about what we're doing with our website. Um, we told you guys about how one subscription on the website is equivalent to more than a thousand YouTube videos. And a bunch of people, a bunch of Trutons, went over there and signed <laughs> up for the site. Um, and, uh, that was incredibly inspiring. Um, and, uh, I've told you guys, we're going through the process of, uh, hiring a few more editors. Um, you know, that is it, that is in part to serve the ends of the, of the new site. Um, and, uh, as part of that, a new feature that's being introduced right now, it's available on web and it's going to be soon on Android. And then after that on iOS, uh chromecast works um oh, really so, yeah so if you have chromecast at home and you want to get and you're a member and you want to get the well, corridor site yeah, our videos in full 4k 
onto your TV and you don't want to go through YouTube's janky compression, um, you can do that. Also, there will be um, the live stream feature is already working on web, but it's going, it's, it's also already working on Android. Uh, and next week it's going to be on iOS. And uh, if you guys don't have the app for your phone, whether that's Android or iOS, download it and give us some feedback um, because uh, we are fast approaching the public launch of the site and uh, we want to make sure that those are in ship shape. Um, so please uh, let us know. And um, yeah, also we will be notifying you guys when we have our Patreon live streams and website live streams um, more. Yeah. And that'll be actually next Friday. We're going to do another live stream. Um, now everybody, even if you're just subscribed to the website, you can also join those streams. Um, we're working on notifications, but there's also uh, push notifications when you're on the website, when we're live, there's a little, we're live button. So, so we didn't have those last time. We got them now. Yep. We got them now. So next Friday at 5 PM, we'll be doing a live stream on the website. Next so we Friday. are, we are, uh, Looking at your guys' comments. We were looking at your guys' feedback that's coming through the site. We are super valuable. Yeah. Um, so and Clint is has joined us in Ren's in Ren's plane. So <laughs> drinking a nerf dart. <laughs> <laughs> he is drinking a nerf dart. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what's that, Christian? Next Friday at five Pacific. Next Friday at five PM Pacific. We will be okay. live on a big Zoom call on the website. One final Sweet. announcement. The podcast next week, we have a special guest, Mr. Carmichael, oh, David yes. Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be filming that podcast on Wednesday, and we are planning to release it on Thursday. So, so if you yeah. are wondering about how to get your, your earbuds on the nicest human in the world, consider tuning in, uh, consider subscribing. And you have to title that podcast, The Nicest Podcast. The <laughs> Nicest Podcast. With the nicest guy. With the nicest guy. <laughs> in the nicest forum on the nicest <laughs> platform. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Good well, stuff, gentlemen. As always, guys, thanks again. And uh, until next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to all my stories of getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> and then flirting with vengeance. Yeah. <sighs> and Jake, it was definitely cathartic. Jake was like, have you ever vandalized anything? And he was like, no, of course I wouldn't do that. What melts aluminum? And I'm going to pour it all over this building here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I ha- I've thought about I have it. dark fantasies about yeah. vandalizing. You didn't even mention the things that you told me about your ideas for how to get back at print renegades. We didn't even discuss any Ooh, of that. Next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. I'm right. dark and mysterious, guys. You wouldn't know it by my demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> but inside, it's all pain. No, it's all pain in here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was a blast. I'll see you guys in the next one.